Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The LSU Tigers. LSU wins the BC. One team, one heartbeat. The New Orleans Hornets select Anthony Davis. And I tell you, Mardi Gras about to break out. Talk about my Saints. To the 20. Dice. Touchdown. Who that? This is the Chris Gordy Show. Hour number two underway here on the Chris Gordy Show. And every Thursday around this time, we catch up with our guy Greg Bedard on Twitter, at Greg A. Bedard. Formerly of a Sports Illustrated national NFL writer for many, many years. Now writes for BostonSportsJournal.com. Greg, good morning to you. How are you, sir? Good. What's going on? Not a whole lot. Uh, I want to take you back a week ago, Greg, when you were right on this program and you told us the Saints, Panthers, or rather the Panthers defense was legit, only allowing three points a game. And last week, Greg, the Saints went into Carolina and flipped the script. Saints offense looked more like the uh, Saints offense we've come to know. 34 points, almost 400 yards of offense. What did you see out of the Saints offense this past week? Uh, well, I mean, I saw a lot better level of execution. I think that, you know, Thomas Davis going out for the Panthers didn't help a whole lot of matters. And, um, you know, it looks like there are more problems in that Panthers secondary than it looked like the past couple weeks. But, you know, you got to give the plus, I mean, you know, look, you got to give the Saints defense a lot of credit too because the way that they played, how poorly Cam Newton is playing, um, the turnovers, things like that, the, the field position, uh, that helps an offense a lot more. And when you're not playing from behind, when you can play from ahead and sort of, you know, do what you want to do, it makes things a lot easier on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, we, we, and you mentioned that. I mean, look, they, I think the Saints, uh, any game that they can grab the lead, then they can kind of be a little bit more balanced and try to run the ball. They, they ran it a little bit more effective this week. Mark Ingram, yep. uh, you know, probably their, their, their most effective back. Adrian Peterson was still just waiting for that moment, that moment where he just breaks a tackle and has one of those big gains we've come to know out of Adrian Peterson. But uh, I think that's going to be the Saints' match for the rest of the year. If they're playing for behind, it's just going to be throwing the ball. And if they can get ahead, uh, you know, especially when they get some of these O-linemen back like you know they had good news yesterday Zach Streif and Teron Armstead were both taking part in some limited practice so it sounds like those guys will be back sooner rather than later and so if they can get those back those guys back and run the ball more effectively I think the Saints can maybe be a more balanced team down the stretch yeah there's no question that at least with the state of the offensive line right now you know they have a tough time playing from behind because they just don't protect that well um you know, I thought the running game, you know, watching the running game sort of gel a little bit more in this game, you know, you couldn't help but think and and sort of ask the question, like, why did they even get Adrian Peterson? I mean, you know, I know I know, Mark Ingram, you know, gets hurt a lot and he deals with a lot of injuries, but, like, they couldn't find, like, a young back to be his backup and, and just – you know, it's just why, why is he even there? I mean, Mark Ingram should be the every down back, the first two down back. Kamara should be the third down back, and that should be the end of it. I mean, they still look like they're trying to force Adrian Peterson in there, and it just looks like 
it's a waste, and it's the type of team that is it's the type of thing that can just distract a team and certainly not help a team going forward. But you know, of course, I'll say that, and Mark Ingram will get hurt this week, and Adrian Peterson will come in and. You know, run for 150 yards, so watch that happen. <laughs> no, I think I kind of agree with you, too. It does look forced. It's like, well, we have to get Adrian some carries, and then it's just, it's not all that effective. So, uh, again, maybe, you know, maybe that changes as the season goes along. You mentioned the Saints defense and how good that they played uh, on Sunday. And, and look, Cam Newton was banged up. He doesn't have Greg Olson. Kelvin Benjamin left the game. So he was basically left with Funchess and McCaffrey, and that was it. But, but in your opinion, what has happened to Cam Newton? Why is he a different quarterback than that guy we saw? a couple years ago, taking his team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, watching him, I just couldn't get over. Like, And this is what you know. I thought last year, too. I spent some time with the Panthers in training camp last year, and then I watched him a lot early in the season. And he's just his, – his mechanics are just horrible at this point. I mean, he's just – you know, his footwork is slow. It, it – you know, it's it's – Poor, he, you know, there was one throw to the sideline where he had, I think, um, you know, Funches or somebody, and, and, and Funches had like a step on the guy, but because Cam Newton stepped in the bucket towards the sideline and not towards Funches, you know, the pass sailed out of bounds, and sometimes, like, he does the same thing, and the ball sails high, and he's just... It looks like he's not tending to his craft like he should. I mean, I think Cam, what Cam Newton really needs is he needs a quarterback's coach or an offensive coordinator that has a lot of sway that can say, you know, this is the way you're going to do things and just be on his rear end all the time because it's just it's not good enough. And, and his, you know, his throwing mechanics, I mean, even like little five-yard hitches, he, he takes the biggest motion to get rid of it where – you know, he's so big and strong, all he needs to do is flick his wrist. I just, I, I don't see any progress in terms of his being able to physically play the position in terms of his mechanics. And in fact, you could make a very strong argument that he has regressed a lot from his MVP year. Well, while we're on the topic of Cam Newton and the Panthers, I believe that, that that's the uh, Patriots opponent this week up up in Foxborough. Do, yep. do, do they put up any kind of fight against the, this Patriots team? It's possible because you know the 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 room is there for a team that is wants to run the ball and push the Patriots around a little bit. You know, you you have the opportunity to do that if you have a good offensive line. Um, you know, I don't know if the Panthers do. I'll be studying that further today. Um, I do think the Panthers run into issues because they don't have a great pass rush and they play a lot of zone coverage and. That is not a good mix against Tom Brady, who is, you know, playing spectacular football. I mean, you could make the argument that his game on Sunday against the Texans, considering the pounding that he took, was one of the best regular season games of his career. And so, you know, the Panthers are going to be on have to be on point in terms of rushing the passer and playing coverage. Zone coverage is not a way to beat Tom Brady. So, you know, we're going to have to see what happens. Uh, for the Saints, they will uh, take on the Dolphins. They're in London all this week, taking on uh, the, the Dolphins out there. What, in your opinion, what is the end game with these London games? I mean, they've talked about maybe putting a team over there and all that, but I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, Greg, I don't enjoy getting up at 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning. No, they're going to put a team there at some point. I mean, it's just a matter of when. Um, look, the NFL owners, you know, look at, um, like say like the NBA and their popularity in China and other places and across the world 
you know, in terms of, you know, they don't have teams there, but in terms of merchandise sales and, and, uh, you know, mobile TV packages and all this stuff. I mean, it's, it's huge business for the NBA in the NFL, you know, make no mistake. They want a big piece of that. And if that takes putting some sort of European division in there, I mean, they, there's no question that the long-term vision for the NFL is to have a, you know, an American conference and a world conference and have a true world champion. I mean, there's no, you know, of course, that's going to take probably 50 years to happen, but that's what they want. And the first step is, you know, what they've done in, in London, which is have these games slowly increase them. I mean, I think they have 40,000 season ticket holders for the package of games there now, and that's a I think the Chargers would love to have that in, in Los Angeles, let alone in London. So to me, it's just a matter of time before they put a team there, and whether that's relocation or expansion, we'll have to see. But it's it's coming. I would say within the next 10 years, there will be some sort of London entry into the NFL. So if you have teams in other countries, are you drafting players internationally? Like, are you taking players from those countries, or are you going to have like a quarterback from Iowa quarterbacking like the London team? It's, you know, they'll do, it'll be like a regular NFL team. I mean, you know, maybe they might keep a spot or a couple of practice squad spots for, um, natives, but I don't, you know, I don't think that's a big concern of theirs. I mean, I think their, their bigger concern is the product has to be good enough. And, and as long as it is, um, and, you know, I, I did a game there a few years ago, Patriots Rams game, and, you know, there are a lot of expatriates, you know, out there and, and, um, there's a, there's a, there's a fan base there. So they just want a good product. They don't want to water down with forcing. I, I don't think an NFL team in London is going to be any more successful because they have a, a running back from London. I mean, that'll help. Um, you know, but I don't think it's a do or die sort of thing. That's what I was going to say. I wonder if you almost better serve just taking, you know, bring in more international players. I'm, I know they've made that effort, and I think what every team has a has like an international guy. But like, you know, wouldn't that sell jer- you know sell jerseys just as much as, as having a team over there? Or is it, I mean, I guess it's more money having the team over there, right? Yeah, I I don't think it really matters. I mean, you know, the proof will be in the pudding. I mean, but you know, there's no question that from their ticket sales at this point, and you know, it's very popular. The game that I was at, I was completely surprised at how great the atmosphere and everything was. I mean, they have they have no issues with those games and selling them out and selling them selling tickets, you know, you know, right now it's a novelty, but the question is when there's 8 10 including the preseason or whatever uh home games, will they be able to sell at the same level? I mean, I, the indications are they will, but uh I think that's that's more of what they're worried about at this point in time. Yeah, me and my buddies, we joke when we see those fans in the stands and they're wearing like Niners jerseys and Jaguars jerseys and it's you know, teams that aren't even playing. But I, I think of it on the flip side. If there was like a Man U Everton game here and I'd wear a Man City jersey and not know the difference. So I guess it's kind of that, that soccer versus football thing, uh, over there where, where it's just those, it's two different worlds. It's foreign, it's foreign to me, at least, uh, mostly with soccer. Talk with Greg Bedard, uh, bostonsportsjournal.com. Uh, let's hit on some other NFL topics, Greg. Uh, the former Clemson quarterback, uh, rookie Deshaun Watson 
uh, gave the Patriots quite a square, uh, quite a scare in Foxborough last week. And of course, Tom Brady you know, is Tom Brady and leads the Patriots uh, on a game-winning drive. But what did you see out of the rookie quarterback? And you think this kid is going to be the real deal? Uh, he was terrific. I mean, some of it has to do with the Patriots where they are defensively right now, which is last or next to last in the league. I mean, I think they've, they've even surpassed the Saints for being terrible on defense. And, um, you know, that's saying something. I mean, the Patriots are, are scuffling defensively right now. Um, so that had some to do with it. Some of it had to do with the Patriots weren't disciplined in their pass rush and let Watson make plays in and out of the pocket. Um, but, you know, you got to give the kid a lot of credit. I mean, he made plays when he had to make plays. He pulled some of them out of his rear end that, you know, it, it just goes to show, like, what we saw in college and what we've seen glimpses of so far um, is holding true. The kid is a special type of player, a special type of athlete, and the thing is, is he's just a baby in terms of learning the position as an NFL quarterback. So, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Last thing for you, Greg, uh, just uh, hitting on a couple other NFL topics. Uh, what is the deal with Andrew Luck? I mean, is this – I heard from somebody at the start of the season, they said, hey, this Luck thing might be a little bit more serious than they're letting on. And it was kind of, oh, he's out for a week, oh, he's out for a couple weeks, and now they're saying it could be November before he's back in there. What is going on with them? And, and if you're the Colts and you're tanking this bad, wouldn't you be better served just to keep him out the rest of the year and finish with a top three, top two pick? Yeah, probably at some point. I mean, you know, I just think that – Look, the shoulder's been an issue. I mean, he's gotten beaten up, and and um, you know, I I was saying on talk shows during the summer that like you know people were sleeping on this whole Andrew Luck thing that you know this was not going to be just some sort of oil change for him. It reminded me of you know Drew Brees when the Saints signed him um, in his whole courtship with the Dolphins because I was covering the Dolphins at the time. I mean, there was there was talk that you know that. There were serious concerns, at least in the Dolphins organization, on you know whether Drew Brees would ever be able to throw again. Uh, we know we know that that's not the case now, but Luck's sort of in the same boat. So it's uh, you know he, he's got to take his time and come back from, the, from this thing the right way, or else you know he's going to be screwed up for the rest of his career. But the, the Colts have to manage it. He's the franchise. He, he the only thing at this point, and probably that's going to matter. As we get to whenever he comes back, is you know his health. It's not going to be the team, so get him right. He is Greg Bedard. You can follow him on Twitter at Greg A Bedard and check out his work at BostonSportsJournal.com. Greg, thanks for the time, man. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you again next week. Sounds good. Thanks, bud. All right, thanks, Greg. Uh, Greg Bedard, there. It's Boston Sports Journal. Of course, many years covering a sports or rather working for Sports Illustrated and. Bunch of national columns. He covered the Dolphins for years, covered the Packers for years. So he's been covering the NFL for a long time. We'd love to get his perspective on things. He watches game film every week and uh, love to get his perspective on things. All right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into a little uh, a little bit more Saints and LSU talk. Bottom of the hour, we're going to talk with Troy Stratford, former Miami Dolphins running back. He does some radio down in Miami. We'll catch up with him and get his thoughts on this Saints and Dolphins game, talk a little bit more X's and O's with him. Because, look, I, I can't say it enough. Must-win game for the Saints week four. It sounds stupid to say that in week four of a season, but it is absolutely going to – this turns the season around. You win against Miami, you go into the bye week two and two, 
you are absolutely set up for a better, you know, better stretch down the season than you are. If you lose this one, you fall to one and three. My gosh, are you behind the eight ball? It's the Chris Gordy Show. More to come right here on Sports 1280 New Orleans. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.